a chronic crisis. There was so much rationalization and justification to help prevent dredging up the crap of my past. I was unable to handle it. I could barely handle life much later in life when it was suggested to face the facts I was always in a chronic crisis. It was extremely difficult to even contemplate the very real trauma endured. I created this identity to survive. I was just a little boy. I was not even fully formed yet. I became what they told me I was. I played the part, assigned, and that was believing I was the problem and the reason everyone was unhappy. There was this shame that was all around me all the time. I did not want to let it go because if I am always the problem and the reason for the pain that I feel, no one can hurt me while I am numb from the pain I have hidden. If at any time I start to feel good about myself, even a little bit, just for some brief moments, I have to disconnect. The brief moments of being okay, being an okay person was extremely terrifying. What's to protect me from the rocks people throw and the arrows they shoot? If I am unwilling to let go of the self-image of that shame, the shame named Kurt that I had to create to survive, I will not be able to save myself and I will never know who I am. <clears throat> At the time of my destruction, I'm a small innocent boy. I have had two attacks against my soul from unwelcomed fear and forced physical coercion. The first was taking my trust away agreeing to pull my pants down in the game I'm told we are going to play. A hand over my mouth, words whispered into my ear, be quiet so mom and dad will not hear us. A mouth on my genitals, warm, wet, feels intense, feels good, but not mentally. I am confused, scared, something's wrong, but I cannot say. It stops. I am asked to do the same to the person I am with. I refuse. I'm called names. I become ashamed. I am blamed for what just happened. I become afraid and told it's my fault. I don't want anyone to know. I promise to keep it a secret. So no one who, to the one who is blaming me. I will die if I tell. My second attack. I'm in the backseat of a car with the same person. He takes his pants down and tells me to do what he did to me. I refuse. He grabs my head and tries to force my face down onto his private parts. I am struggling. He has an accomplice in the front seat, the same person who was nearby the first time. I was tricked and attacked. I hear her voice that says, you better not say anything. Do not yell or mom and dad will be mad. I hear her laughing. I am being forced to get my head down between his legs. I am fighting hard, twisting and turning to get away. I can smell him. He stinks. I hate the odor and continue resisting until he stops. Look what you made me do. You're in trouble now. Wait till mom and dad get back. I'm terrified. He and the other are blaming me and going to tell mom and dad I was being bad. The last attempt, I'm playing alone in my room. I'm in a safe place, my room, where I am told to go when the house gets loud with yelling and screaming when mom and dad are fighting. The room where I can hide under my bed while I'm scared of the noises outside my bedroom door. This night I am playing alone in my room when he enters without permission, against my will. I am no longer alone and safe or protected as this much bigger human is now inside my room. 
I'm told to be quiet so mom and dad cannot hear us or we will be in trouble. I do not want him there. And he tells me I'm in trouble. This time he says, God is mad at me. He says, I better do what he says or God is going to be mad. And I'm going to hell. I'm panicking. I do not want God mad at me. And I do not want to go to hell. He begins his approach toward me and I move away and back towards the window. There is a frost on the window that looks like a face. And he says, see that face? That's the Holy Ghost. And he will not help you. I feel trapped and there is no other way out of the room. He is blocking my door and still moving toward me. I am terrified now. I believe he's going to hurt me again. I move from side to side as he follows my movements and steps closer and closer. He is telling me I better be quiet or else he will hurt me. He is angry now and demanding I stop trying to get away. He grabs from my arm and I get away for a moment, but he grabs me again and we are struggling while I'm forced to the floor. When I stop struggling, he tries to take my clothes off. The pain is intense as he demands I stop resisting and just give in. I am overpowered and forced to submission by the pain. He says he will not hurt me if I stop fighting, but he lied and is hurting me more. There are whispers it will be best if I stop fighting. I am in a stranglehold, twisting, turning, and kicking for my life. I am fighting now to keep my clothes on. I am fighting for my life. I am in the fight of my life. I am fighting to keep my underwear on. I hear a constant barrage of whispers that I'm going to die if I speak a word. If I say anything, if anyone finds out, I'll be in so much trouble and God is going to be mad and send me to hell. There is a knock on the door. Everything stops and another person walks in and sees us. The girl again. She says, you better hope dad does not find out or he will kill you. I know what you are doing and she blames the noise on me. She is afraid that mom and dad will be mad and come for us. The two conspire and tell me I deserve to be punished for what I have done. I decide I better hide from God in my shame and want nothing to do with him. My life was altered, but it was too late. This third attempt to be molested left me crippled and handicapped by the fear that began the first time I was shamed and tricked. I had to always be aware of where these two were in the house while living with these two and pretending everything was all right all the time. I was forced to become someone I was not just to survive. Later in my life, I can say this about who I was. I had nightmares. I was scared all the time, every minute of every day. My friends try to help, but I have a hard time trusting people. I am unable to sleep more than three hours at a time. I was in constant emotional turmoil and pain. I cannot eat all day and I eat all night. I gained weight. I lost jobs. I lost money. I had violent thoughts and I wished I was dead sometimes. I never had violent thoughts before, ever. I used to think it was just a couple of times, a few times compared to all the other moments of my life. How could these three short incidences make everything else so difficult and different? Well, it did. Why did you pick me? What was I doing that made you come for me? I was too scared to care. Routines that made me vulnerable I do not do. I stopped living. I was only surviving. It made my world very small. If I knew just what I did, I would not do it again and I might get my life back. These were constant and confusing questions. The trauma of child sexual abuse. Being introduced to my own sexuality when I was so little was very unnatural and brought unnatural consequences. The same consequences of becoming an alcoholic, also being a drug addict, engaging in prostitution and other acts of sexual depravity. 
looking for love and companionship in the same way I was given it when I was looking for love as a child and found it in the rape of my soul, being objectified and sexualized, like attracted like. I objectified women and sexualized them, all while just wanting companionship and friendship. I wanted a girlfriend. I wanted to get married, have a career, own a home, drive a nice car, have kids. I wanted to be normal. I was also experiencing other grave emotional and mental difficulties, suicide thoughts, homicide thoughts, all kinds of crazy and damaging behaviors. The hidden secrecy and power of shame and guilt that made daily living a challenge to find some hope and a reason to go on living. Setting aside all moral codes of conduct and breaking all spiritual laws of decency. Hoping to stop returning to an empty well, searching for love. Hoping to stop settling for a breadcrumb of love. Unable to carry what was in my heart. I have trouble sleeping. That's when the thoughts, memories, and whispers of these dark unconscious dark memories come to awaken me. They are like a heavy sword I can barely pick up. They are really the heaviness that I carried around in my heart. I can barely lift it. What is in my heart that does not speak? I'm told to ignore it, to not listen to it, to pretend it's not there. But in ignoring it is like choosing a lighter sword. What comes from turning my back on the heaviness inside? I am destroyed. I have to face it. I have to face the heaviness that's keeping me from who I really am. I need to embrace it, looking into my heart with clear eyes and move with it. I needed to let out the little boy I have never known and meet him, the boy who never dared to step out into the light. It is not the pain that ruined me. It is the things I have done to avoid the pain. I am afraid it will break me. I pray the spirit will break me, break me open and let my soul be formed in the crucible of all my own unremitting suffering. May I be transformed in the most perfect instrument of destiny. When I embrace the fullness of my pain, I can embrace the fullness of that power. Healing is when you can remember the events of the trauma without reliving it.